Have you heard all the buzz about ChatGPT? How about all the other artificial intelligence platforms popping up that we mere mortals can test drive? It's the future right now, folks. The robots have arrived. And I already have a bone to pick with them. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs and robots shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, I'm going to reveal a pretty big problem I discovered when I was having a chat with my new BFF, ChatGPT. I don't have a fix for this one, but maybe you do, and I'd love to know the answer. And now we venture into the world of AI. It's a hot topic these days. I mean... We've all heard about artificial intelligence, right? We doubted that this technology and its predictions from the 60s were really real. Didn't we all swoon when Joaquin Phoenix fell in love with that AI robot in Spike Jonze's movie, Her? Some of us remained shocked long after we saw sci-fi flick Ex Machina and how our species could be obliterated by AI robots. Then I was listening to an interview a few weeks ago with director James Cameron where he waxed on about the difference between AI and AGI, just before I got an email about the differences between AGI and API. And after reading a few hilarious tweets about what ChatGPT can do for you, I asked the Twitterverse what the heck was going on. No one answered me. They were probably too busy testing out the tech themselves. So I typed ChatGPT into Google, and I was off to the races. It's unbelievable. When I tell you that, it can't possibly blow your mind. You're going to have to use it for yourself. I was so stunned by what it was able to do in nanoseconds that would have taken me hours that I couldn't control myself. I started overloading ChatGPT with prompts, asking it to write a blog post about this, a newsletter about that. And the entire time, it never reacted as though I was overloading it. It was all happening so fast. Next thing you know, I'm sitting in my hairdresser's chair during a haircut, asking ChatGPT to whip up a few social media posts for her salon. Two seconds later, she had three different posts to use. Jaws were dropping left and right all over the floor. I hopped onto the AI train hardcore, and I started to explore a lot of other options. Personal.ai. Okay. Copy.ai. Okay. Dolly. Okay. A new AI texting service. Okay. And a pile of other new platforms available to us right now. Okay. Over dinner, a work colleague asked me what was new, and I found myself talking excitedly and incessantly about AI. She couldn't stop me. A few days later, I saw her post on LinkedIn that read, So maybe I'm behind, but I just learned about ChatGPT from a colleague on Friday. I then heard a story about it on NPR on Saturday, and I read about it in the New York Times on Sunday, and now today in the Harvard Business Review. 
Talk about hot topics. It seems to be everywhere. And then came the buzzkill. I'd asked ChatGPT to write up a blog post about mom entrepreneurs. I don't remember exactly what the topic was, but I'd asked it to insert three examples of real live mom entrepreneurs. ChatGPT gave me all founders in the beauty industry. So I asked for a few more. It continued to be a cast of characters from the beauty industry. I kept getting examples of women who founded hair care companies or makeup companies or a blend of the two. That was several weeks ago. When I sat down to record this episode, which frankly I do standing up, I went back to ChatGPT. I asked for three examples of mom entrepreneurs. One of the results, Jessica Alba, co-founder of The Honest Company. So I asked for three more. I got Michelle Fan, a YouTube makeup tutorial star who co-founded Ipsy, a subscription service that provides its users beauty products. I got Rachel Zoe, fashion designer and stylist. I got Gwyneth Paltrow, founder of Goop. I mean, downhill it went. The next three were all celebrities. Halle Berry, Cindy Crawford. The last 10 I asked for, that response started with Oprah, the famed mom entrepreneur, right? ChatGPT threw in Martha Stewart, designer Tori Birch, Giselle Bündchen and her skincare line, Lisa Price of the beauty brand Carol's Daughter, and finally, Susan Wojcicki. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's the CEO of YouTube, and it says she's also one of the company's first employees. Does Susan sound like an entrepreneur to you? I didn't think so. I stopped asking for examples because it got pretty disappointing. I headed straight to Twitter and I asked my followers where ChatGPT sources its data. I'm still waiting for an answer. But I do remember seeing an incredible documentary on techno-racism, a phenomenon in which the racism experienced by people of color is encoded in the technical systems we use in our everyday lives. The film is called Coded Bias. It's available on Netflix. And it's pretty powerful. The companies creating AI? There are not very many of them, and they're made up of white people. The algorithms they write end up misidentifying people of color. False facial recognition has led to all kinds of biased outcomes, like, oh, you know, unwarranted jail time. Fun stuff like that. So I began to wonder why ChatGPT was so hyper-focused on women in the beauty industry. I've worked with mom entrepreneurs every day for the past decade, and I can count on only one hand the number of beauty industry insiders I've met. We're doctors, lawyers, consultants, coaches, designers, developers, inventors, store owners, construction company founders, pet care people, SaaS founders, authors, speakers. I could go on and on. If ChatGPT is supposed to be able to process millions, or is it billions, of bits of data about everything on the internet, how come it's become so hyper-focused on mom entrepreneurs as beauty experts and nothing more? This isn't rhetorical. Do you know? Referring to what I learned in Coded Bias, I can only imagine that the algorithms are biased. I don't want to lay blame as to whose fault this is. At this point, laying blame is a waste of time. 
Data is being poured into these technologies by the second as I speak. I asked GPT recently, where do you source your data for these examples? Here's the response I got. I do not source my data from any external sources. As a large language model, I've been trained on a data set of millions of web pages and have the ability to generate responses based on the input I receive. In this case, I used my knowledge and understanding of successful entrepreneurs, particularly mom entrepreneurs, to generate a list of examples for you. So I asked it, how come they're all mom entrepreneurs in the beauty industry? I apologize for the oversight, it responded. So I asked for new examples. When it threw in Sheryl Sandberg, COO of Facebook, I told the AI that she's not an entrepreneur. Again, an apology that explained that she's not an entrepreneur, but she's a successful business leader who's done great things. I inputted, a successful business leader is not an entrepreneur. Again, an apology. Actually, two this time. One at the start, then explaining itself, and ending with, I apologize for any confusion my previous responses may have caused. It was a bit endearing that the robot threw in an emotional response or two. What did we learn here, folks? That the internet is riddled with misinformation. Well, this much we already knew. I don't yet know what fix to suggest, so I'm hoping you'll leave this one for us in the comments of this episode's show notes. That said, ChatGPT did point me to its maker's website, so I'm off to try and find someone at OpenAI who can answer my question until I hear from you. You don't call? You don't write? Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and the future for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.